It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Hey, Sean here with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Today, we're continuing and finishing off the Locked on Raptors fifth annual over-unders and props spectacular with Vivek Jacob and Sahal Abdi with some team-focused over-unders and props going into this year. It's going to be a lot of fun, as it was yesterday. If you haven't checked it out, go listen to part one from Monday, part two today with Vivek and Sahal. Why waste time? Let's get to it right now. Oh, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the free top of the Hail Mary 3 by Mo Get that garbage out of here. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 1038 of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday, October the 19th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors. And of course, you can find the podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms for free. Plus, we're on YouTube. By the time this posts, we may have hit a 1,000 subs on YouTube. So thank you very much if we did that. If not, what are you waiting for? Go do it if you haven't yet. It's very much appreciated when you subscribe to the YouTube page. Uh, and also, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. All right, let's get to it. On today's show, it is part two of our fifth annual Locked on Raptors over-unders and props spectacular with Vivek Jacob and Sahal Abdi. Vivek from Raptors.com is here. Vivek, how are you? I'm doing well. Excited to get to the second half of this. And I know we've got uh, some separation to build from each other. Uh, Sahal, yeah. you know, <laughs> like I said before, he's either going to cruise to this or he's going to look pretty bad. Yeah. Sahal, how are you? Uh, welcome to the show. Of course, you're doing your wonderful work over at Raptors Republic. How are you feeling about being uh, the contrarian of the group yesterday? Which is good, to be quite honest, because at this point, you know, if one of you win and you win by a large margin, 
I can just chalk it up to, you know, me just being a contrarian. But if I win strategy, <laughs> but if I win though, and I win by a landslide, now we're talking. It will be very impressive. Uh, and embarrassing maybe vivek and i will have to retire at this point. we'll see how it goes with part two today uh see if there's any disparity that develops here so uh yesterday we we're pretty player focused with our over-unders and props we're going to be mostly team focused today so let's just get into them we have nine over-unders and props to get to let's start with the first one of the day toronto raptors to make the all-star game i have set the over-under at 0.5 last year's team had no all-stars of course Fred Van Vliet was kind of a fringy candidate, didn't quite make it. And, uh, you know, the team kind of fell into shambles right around the All-Star break anyway. So maybe it's worth not having anyone there. And they were all sick in the way, COVID-y, regardless. So uh, 0.5, Raptors make the All-Star game. I will go first on this one. This is a really hard one. I think I'm going to go the over. I think they're going to get one All-Star. I think it'll probably be... Pascal Siakam, but he might be back too late to get the... I don't know. I'm going under, actually. I don't think they're going to have an all-star this year. I think it's going to be sort of a slept on. The East is good. Zach Levine's going to get all the hype with the Bulls, and De- DeMar DeRozan's going to get in the all-star game, but the Bulls are good because the Bulls are a marquee team. I've changed my mind on the fly here. I'm going the under, as much as it pains me to say. I think it'll be some classic... Uh, oh, you know, there's three guys on this team who could be all-stars. Let's just pick none of them and make it easy. Uh, Vivek, let's go to you. Over or under 0.5 five Toronto Raptors all-stars this year I'm sticking with the fun mode man I'm, I'm going over <laughs> <laughs> I like fun it guy. we have some disparity now the second time we haven't agreed out of 10 questions so uh that's good uh what, what's your rationale here other than fun well I think Pascal is going to be really good I think OG is going to be really good and you know OG I think the the greatest thing is the fact that you know even with the added responsibility even though it's preseason it's it didn't look like the defense dropped off right and so yeah. I think that's something when you're able to produce at a two-way level I, I think it gets a, a lot more attention and you know if he can shut down some guys on the way and especially if he can get off to a hot start right like if Siakam's out uh, for those first few weeks and OG just goes off and the Raptors are uh, winning some games that they probably shouldn't, then I think that's where you know you start to build that buzz, and then it just carries over. So, you know, you're probably right that Siakam's got the best shot, depending on when he comes back. And I'm I'm pretty optimistic that he will we'll see him at some point uh, in mid November. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think uh, I will take the over. All right. Uh, Sahal, over or under the do the Raptors break their streak of not having an All Star at one year? I think a lot of it is going to depend on how many wins the Raptors have um, mm-hmm. heading into that halfway point. And I don't know. I see the Raptors as more of a seventh or eighth seed team than, than you know, the optimists are projecting a fifth seed or some of them even saying a fourth seed. I think that's where it's going to depend. I think if the Raptors are mid, you know, Eastern Conference playoff push and they're in that fourth, fifth, who knows, even third halfway into the season, then, yeah, I could see, you know, somebody getting in whether it's pascal og possibly fred like i said fred over on the points per game in the first half you did of you did so so if he has an all defense season and you pair that with over 21 and a half points per game guys then we're probably looking at an all-star um season for fred but i'm still gonna go under i think it's just too much against the raptors um the depth isn't where it was the last few years so i think that's gonna hurt them a little bit um and that's gonna project them to you know a lower half eastern conference team 
And I think even if you see an OG Ananobi, you know, breakout year and the Raptors are seated eighth or seventh, I still don't think he's getting in. Yeah, I mean, the East is going to be loaded this year, so I, I think it's going to be tough. And, you know, I mean, Raptors fans are very good at voting people into starting lineups, uh, maybe when they shouldn't be. So maybe that's uh, going to happen here. There's, you always have to count on the Raptors fan voting uh, quotient. But I think uh, both you and I are in the under, Sahal. I think we're going to be right, sadly. Uh, hope we're wrong. That'd be great. This is the one I'm hoping <laughs> I'm wrong about. Uh, let's continue on. The next prop I have here, players to score 30-plus points in a game. Of course, last year, the Raptors had 10 different players who did this. Very cool, fun stat for the year. Uh, I've set the over-under at 5.5 for this season. Uh, I believe, Vivek, the action goes to you. Over-under 5.5 Raptors to score 30-plus in a single game this year. I see Sahal doing a math as we speak. He got the, he's, yep, got the he's doing up. math for all <laughs> us to see his strategy, which is good. <laughs> I think this is a tight one, but I will take the under. Uh, okay. I think it's reasonable to obviously expect Fred, OG, Siakam to have the, their 30 pieces. And then you're probably mm-hmm. looking at the combination of, you know, Boucher, Trent maybe Dragic. Uh, and so with those guys, you know, I, I think, you know, because of the different options the Raptors have, I don't know that they'll have like those breakout nights uh, mm-hmm. as much as we saw last season where just because the Raptors were down guys, it was like, hey, okay, well, someone's got to take over tonight. And so I will take the under. Yeah, no Paul Watson scoring 30 for the team this season, I guess. <laughs> take. Uh, so, Hall, where are you going with this? Over under five and a half Raptors with 30 points in a game. Yeah, I mean, if you're watching the YouTube version of this, you probably saw me counting with my fingers. Um, yep. I think Fred <laughs> is is definitely going to have at least one. I can see Siakam and OG having one. And then I'm, I'm really confident the season Gary Trent Jr. is going to have, so I think he's going to get one as well. I don't know if I see Dragic or any of the rotation guys, you know, Svi, Utah, even Chris Boucher, I don't I don't know if I see one from them. So my number sticks at four. So I'm going to go with the under, Sean. All right, you're going under. I am going contrary to both of you. I am taking the over. Uh, and here's my rationale. The Raptors got some heat check dudes on the team this season. And heat check dudes score 30 points in at least one game, seemingly by rule. Um, so I think we'll get the 30 from from OG, Siakam, and Fred pretty easily, probably multiple times for those guys. And I'm going to say Gary Trent Jr. gets one. I'm going to say Chris Boucher gets one. Of course, he had 38 in a game last season and is prone to heaters. And I'm going to say Malachi Flynn goes off for 30 in a game at some point this season. Just kind of feeling himself, pull-up game, working in a specific game. It'll be like one of those like 30 points with one rebound and one assist type games, but... I see that coming from Malachi Flynn at some point this season. Some sort of explosion in a single game. I don't know if that means he's going to be part of like a larger breakout type season. I would probably bet against it, but I think there's enough there. And I also just think like, you know, 30-point games, yes, it's hard to do, but also the Raptors are going to be a high-paced team. They're probably going to put up some pretty big totals, even if their efficiency is not amazing. Just by volume, they might score a lot of points. And so... I think we could see like a Precious Achua crazy ass game where he hits four threes or something like that. Um, you know, I think five and a half is, uh, I think I set it a pretty good line here, but I'm going to take the over um, and I'm also going to pat myself on the back. Uh, let's continue on here. The next one, which player leads the Raptors in total dunks this season? Uh, Raptors have been a little bit dunker bereft for the last couple of years. 
Maybe there's a little bit more uh, going on in terms of the dunk category this season. Sahal, you're on the board for this one. Who leads the Raptors in dunks this year? Ooh. Um, hmm. This one's a little bit tough because you have your dunkers in, in guys like Precious, but this could be more of a volume thing. So this, this makes it a little bit more tough with the guys who are going to spend a lot of time on the floor. Pascal doesn't really dunk all that often. Um, he's more of a finesse finisher around the rim. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Kem is, Kem's going to be up there as well. Um, I'm going to go Precious Achua. I'm All going right. to go Precious Achua. I like it. I, I do think he stands a chance of being like the coolest dunker on the team, which uh, <laughs> they haven't had in quite a while. Um, I think I'm going to go with the volume point. I think OG is going to lead the team in dunks this season. He is a really good cutter. He cuts baseline for those easy finishes all the time. I think Scotty Barnes is going to pick him out many many times per game for those easy dunks under the basket he does the chin up dunks of course and i think just by virtue of like having the ball in his hands and driving downhill more often there are going to be more dunks for og to throw down so i will say og he's always been a very good dunker as well a very heavy dunker i love og dunks so i'm rooting for this for fun purposes as well but i'll say og leads the team of dunks vivek where are you going with this one you seem frustrated when i threw og out there you know, because I'm going with OG as well. <laughs> <laughs> there you go again. Um, yeah, again, the volume thing is important. I think uh, Precious and, and Scotty might sneakily also be like the nicest dunkers on the team. Uh, but yep. uh, I think from a volume perspective and just thinking about, you know, leaking out on the break, I think OG is probably going to have the most clear-cut opportunities. And so uh, the path seems the easiest for him to have the most dunks on the team. Yep, that's my reasoning as well. Uh, I think we could probably see, you know, Pascal have a pretty decent clip here as well, even though he doesn't dunk all that with all that much force. Like, he's just kind of around the basket a lot, so maybe he's in there. But uh, I think, uh, yeah, OG is going to be the guy for me. And Vivek and Sahal has himself some precious. All right, we're going to continue on here and get into the next three uh over-unders and props for this coming season in one second here but first i want to tell you about our friends over at Farragun. don't let the stress of daily life weigh in your body whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me who is decidedly not an elite athlete and you're just trying to make it through the day tension free Theragun can help Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth speed and power and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush the gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good it gets to the source of pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out or the injury or just the stresses of everyday life, there is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make it feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. And the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines as well. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and me. I have one, and it's wonderful. It makes my legs hurt much less whenever I do some sort of physical activity. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com, T-H-E-R-A-B-O-D-Y.com slash locked on, therabody.com slash locked on. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. 
After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, we continue on here with the fifth annual Raptors over-unders and prop spectacular here on Lockdown Raptors. And we continue on with question number four for today. More charges drawn. Fred Van Vliet plus Gary Trent Jr. plus Goran Dragic plus Malachi <laughs> Flynn, the entire Raptors presumed rotational backcourt, or Kyle Lowry with the Heat this season. Who is drawing more charges combined? I will go first on this one. Sadly, I have to go. It's going to be Kyle Lowry. Uh, he's going to play presumably a full season. He's going to be playing on a team of maniacs where I feel like they're just going to be like one-upping each other with how many charges they can draw. And I don't really see Dragic, Trent, or Flynn necessarily striking me as the type to uh, take a lot of charges. Fred might. He might kind of take up the mantle from Kyle, but I really don't see it being a thing that the entire backcourt for the Raptors is doing a whole lot. So I'm going to take Kyle Lowry, who uh, I believe last year would have been on pace had he played the full season for something like 25 charges, 30 charges drawn. It's kind of his average. Um, Sometimes has more than full teams. Can he have more than a full backcourt? Vivek, where are you at with this one? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm taking Kyle Lowry. I think uh, <laughs> I think Fred Van Vliet took uh, precisely one charge last season. So yeah, he took uh, a couple in the preseason. So there's that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I still think Kyle is going to be that dude when it comes to charges next season. So uh, I'll take him beating all the other guys. So uh, yeah. It's worth noting, by the way, uh, on the video version of today's podcast, I tried to fix the lighting situation from yesterday. The (laughs) sun has only gotten more intense and problematic as it pokes through my closed curtains onto my face. So now I look like I'm a 1950s prison person with the striped uh, outfit. Either way, uh, Sahal, Raptors backcourt of Kyle Lowry, more charges drawn. This one, Sean, you know, is pretty easy. I'm going Kyle as well. (laughs) um i do i do think though that fred is going to draw you know a lot more charges this year i could see him around the like 10 mark this year Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but man the other guys unless you're running full speed into them unless you have a lebron james running down the court um full speed into into a gtj or a drug i just don't see it happening um Mm -hmm. i'm gonna watch a lot of the miami heat this year it's kind of a side note but um and Mm -hmm. a lot of that obviously has to do with kyle lowry so i want to see um, if he is, you know, taking his charge talent uh, from Toronto to Miami, I, I think he will. So it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I think, um, you know, this is going to be the year where I pivot from being, hey, the charge is good. Keep the charge in the game to get rid of the charge. It's a terrible play <laughs> uh, because Kyle Lowry no longer plays for the team I like. And that's just how it works. Uh, so one thing I'll quickly say yeah, is uh, obviously I totally get why you 
put the entire Raptors backcourt against uh, Kyle Lowry. But I think this could have been interesting if you threw Ken Birch in there. Interesting. Mm. Okay. I, I think he's the sneaky one in terms of drawing charges. And I think if I had to pick one person to lead the tr- team in charges next season, it'll probably be Ken Birch. I did toy with the idea of just doing the entire Raptors team against Kyle, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it just, it, it's too rare. There's only like two teams every year who Kyle will typically outcharge. Could be this year's Raptors. They've lost Kyle Lowry. So maybe that would have been the pick either way. We're all on Kyle getting more charges than the Raptors backcourt. We move on to the next one. The Raptors' final offensive ranking. This is points per 100 possessions, offensive rating. Uh, where will they finish? I've set the over-under at 22.5. If you think it's an over, then you're going with uh, they're better than 22.5. Or if the under, you're going, they're going to be worse than 22nd in the league when it comes to their, uh, their, their defensive ranking. So we begin with Vivek on this one. Where are you going here? Final offensive ranking for your Toronto Raptors. So just to be clear, if I say yes. over, that means they will be better than the 20.5. Yes, correct. 2.5. Correct. So, uh, yeah, I don't think they'll be quite that bad. Uh, I, I can okay. see them being middle of the pack. Uh, I, I think those early clock opportunities uh, are, are going to keep them afloat. I know I, I fully expect half-court issues, <laughs> uh, especially uh, before Pascal Siakam returns. But I, I think there'll be enough that happens for them. I think uh, there's decent shooting on this team. And I think just the synergy with the playmaking that's on the roster, I, th- I think there'll be enough offense to not be a bottom 10 offense. That's fair. Uh, Sahal, where are you going with this one? Where do the Raptors finish an offense? I am going to go. Oh, man. I'm looking because this is tough because I think the Western Conference teams is where you see a lot of the offensive juice. You look at the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference teams and it's like, you know, especially the bottom half, the Detroit's, Orlando's, Cleveland's, but even the middle, like the Pacers and the Wizards and the Hornets, like there isn't that much offensive juice in the Eastern Conference. But the West, it's like, goodness gracious, for Golden State, you have Clay coming back. You have the Spurs, you have the Pelicans. The Kings were a very good offensive team last year, despite their record. Um, and then you have like wild cards like Minnesota, who's getting D'Angelo Russell back. And then you have like the the Goliath, the, the Utah Jazz, Phoenix Suns, Denver Nuggets, Clippers, Lakers, Mavericks. Ah, uh, I'm going to go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna agree with Vivek. I'm gonna agree with Vivek here. I just I don't see enough in the East where they can push the Raptors down that low. All right. Um, I am gonna go with the. This one, I think it's going to be very close. Like, I think the range between like 20 and 24. Um, like, I think 23 would be my specific prediction. And in the interest of trying to steal some points away from you guys, I will do that. Uh, so I'll say the under. I don't feel great about it. I think there's a chance that the transition offense is really good and that buoys everything, like you said, Vivek. And last year they were like the 15th or 16th offense in the league. So it's not like there was all that moribund, even when things were really, really sort of desperate late in the season but i just think without kyle lowry the half court offense is going to be trickier the first part of the season i think they could really struggle unless og really goes off you know if they're higher than this great uh you know that means a lot of the good things have gone well and and the transition offense has kind of responded after being very very bad last season despite getting in transition more than anybody else so i will say just the slight under but it could go either way there 
Uh, we go to the next one, the final defensive ranking for your Toronto Raptors, over under 8.5. So again, if you think over, that means you think they're going to be better than 8th. If you are 8th or better, if you think under, you think they're going to be ninth or worse. Uh, Sahal, this one goes to you. I'm going to go very confident over. Um, okay. I think the Raptors will be one of the best defensive teams. Um, I think, obviously, barring health, anything health-related, I think you're looking at a team that people were even kind of shocked how this team was being built in the sense that it was a lot of six, seven, eight, nine guys, with tons of wingspan, very similar builds, very similar um, archetypes, I guess you could say. I don't see a, a way that this team falls beneath 10th mm -hmm. or really 8th. So I think I'm looking at this team as more of a 5 or 6 team. And I think the off offensively, um, to the last question, I can see them 19th, 18th. Um, so I think that that will make them, I think, good enough to make the playoffs. But I do think that defensively, they are one of the best um, teams. They have one of the best makeups in, in the NBA for sure, led by OG, Fred. And then you have Scotty Barnes, who I think is going to be um, an all-defensive player very, very soon. I could see that happening in his third or fourth season in the league. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to go confidently, confidently with the over. I'm with you. I'm going to go over as well. I think their defense is going to be excellent. I do think there is some risk if they continue to run Nick Nurse's insane maniac defense uh, all season long that yeah. could potentially pose some trouble just because it is, you know, it's a high variance type of defense, right? They give up a lot of threes. I could see their defensive ranking kind of being sewered by like a high opposing three point percentage, for example, like it was last year, frankly. Um, that said, I think they'll probably realize at some point we don't have to play this kind of defense. Everyone on our team is a monster. We can switch everything. We can make it simple. We can guard guys in isolation. We have some rim protection this season in the form of pressures at you and Ken Birch in a way we didn't have any last season. I think that means the Raptors are going to have a top six or seven defense. I would not be surprised if they crept into the top five. It's also going to be necessary, I think, because I don't think their offense is going to be that amazing. Um, so if their defense can hold up, I, I think that will give them a shot at competing. And uh, yeah, I think they're going to be a comfortable over there as well. Vivek, where are you going with this one? So I am going to be the contrarian here. Ooh. I, I'm going to say under. I, okay. I don't think they're going to be uh, a top eight defense just because when i look at this roster i think they're very young and so yeah. i think when you're very young you don't necessarily have the consistency than you should that you should and sure. while i think the potential is excellent i think we're gonna see uh nights where they look amazing on the defensive mm -hmm. end and we're like wow this is what it could be but i also think there's gonna be other nights where it's just all falls over and you're like wow this is a uh, pretty ugly to watch and so yeah i think that is gonna have them you know i out of that you know top 10 i, I would say I, I think they could be in that you know top 12 mix maybe but uh for now i think you know it'll be a work in progress to get into that top eight as as all these young guys try to learn these schemes that's totally fair. Uh, I think that's, you know, uh, why I don't feel on, eh, I feel pretty good about this one, I guess, just because of the raw talent compared to last year. But that 
defensive stylings of Nick Nurse thing gives me a little bit of pause because uh, it's hard to learn that defense. So just play normal yeah. defense, maybe, Nick Nurse. Uh, we're going to finish up in just a second with our final three over-unders and props for the season. We'll get to that in one sec here. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at BetOnline.ag who have provided some of the lines for this year podcast. Uh, the next one actually coming up is a BetOnline supplied one. And they are back and better than ever with all eyes on the gridiron as teams are back on the field for their football season. Also, you've got basketball, baseball playoffs, hockey's back up and running. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new and updated site and interface and even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On, all one word, from basketball, football, boxing, baseball, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online is where the game starts today's show is also brought to you by rockauto.com who are saving you money when you go to the mechanic and it's just amazing you might be going and you know maybe you got to get some winter tires on your car or something like that don't go to rock auto or don't go to somewhere else to get those parts go to rock auto to get those parts that you need because they're going to be cheaper for you guaranteed why choose to spend 30 50 even 100 more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership for example a honda odyssey fuel pump is going to run you like 350 bucks at a chain store it's 216 bucks at rockauto.com that is money you could be spending on other things and not on your car they're a family business they've been serving auto parts customers for 20 years whether you're a do-it-yourself or professional and prices are reliably low no matter who you are go to explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on and there had you hear about us box to know that we sent you as well amazing selection reliably low prices all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com all right boys let's round this out with the final three over unders in our annual over unders and props spectacular this one here is per bet online the over under for the toronto raptors i'm going to add in as well that with your pick of over or under, throw in an actual firm record prediction, and there'll be a bonus point awarded if you get the, the record predicted correctly at the end of the season. So, uh, per bet online, the Raptors over under is set at 36 and a half wins. I will start with this one. I'm taking a comfortable over. I think this team is going to be surprising. I think they're going to be feisty. I think they'll be better in crunch time than they were last year because it's basically impossible for them not to be i think just being at home is going to be an enormous boon and i also think the eastern conference in that range that we're talking about like the 7 through 12 i don't think it's quite as good as maybe we've been like hyping it up to be i think the hornets are maybe a year early everybody knows that i think the knicks are fugazis i think the uh the 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 Pacers are kind of weird and like disjointed. The Wizards, I think, are going to have like one of the worst defenses we've ever seen. And I think there's room for the Raptors to climb up into like that seventh or eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. And thus, I think they are finishing the season with a 42 and 40 record, just over you know a net net rating of 0.0. They're going to be about a 500-ish team, extremely 500 energy. But I think that'll be enough uh, to make the playoffs, the plane, whatever it is. 42 and 40 is my prediction. I'm taking the over. Vivek, it goes to you. I'm going to take the over as well. I see this team, you know, being in that 40 to 44 win range. Mm-hmm. And so just to be different, I'll say they finished 43 and 39. There you go. And yeah, I, I feel like 
barring barring a significant injury or whatever it is, uh, this team should be in that play in mix and more likely to be seven, eight than nine, ten, and maybe even creeping into six. Yep. I think that is uh, all very much makes sense. Oh, God, words. Uh, Sahal, take over for me. I can't talk. <laughs> I have, um, well, based on my prediction of the Raptors finishing in the seventh or eighth seed, I'm going to have, I'm going to go with the classic 41 and 41 record. So I'm going to take the over. <laughs> cool. Um, but I do think there there is a way where Toronto can go under that. I know you guys are a little bit more optimistic. I think Shawnee took 42 and, and Vivek, you said 43. So um, I'm looking at last year um, and I'm just projecting the standings and mm-hmm. the teams that are going to be in the mix with the Raptors are the New York Knicks. And I don't know if the Wizards are going to be there because they lost Westbrook. And I think Westbrook meant a lot to their win total last year. Um, but they are deep. The Wizards are a very deep team now. Um, the Pacers are going to be in the mix. The Charlotte Hornets are probably going to be a little bit better than the Bulls, of course. Um, and then you have your basement teams of, of uh, the Cavaliers, Magic, and Pistons. And I don't think the Cavaliers are going to be that bad. But I am going to go with a 41-41 and 41 record over an 82-game season for the Raptors. And if this is even extra points, Sean, I'm going to go with a 7-C finish as well for the Raptors. It's not extra points, but thank you for trying. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We got two left, guys. Let's move on to the next one here. Total games played by the Toronto Raptors this season. I have set the over-under at 83.5, which essentially is, do you think, we've we've all predicted them to make the play-in, do you think they will play more than one play-in game? Does that mean they have won at the as a seven or eight? Have they won as a nine and then are going to play one of the seven or eights? Or will they lose in one of the play-in games and be out or not make the play-in whatsoever? 83 and a half is the over-under. So Hall, no, Vivek, it is up to you to make your pick right now. Over under 83 and a half total games played by the Raptors. Um I will say over, but I I just wanted to make sure if they, for example, finish with the sixth seed and so they only play 82 and then they play the playoff games, does that count? Yeah, that counts as total games. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to make sure. Um, So, yeah. Not a monster. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'll I'll take the over. I think, you know, especially, you know, the play-in, if they can – get home court for one of those games, then I, I think they'll feel pretty good. But uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I will take the over. We're, we're sticking with the, the fun mode, like I said. I don't hate it. Uh, pro fun and optimism. It's always a good thing here on the show. Uh, Sahal, where are you going with this one? Over under 83.5 games played for the team. I'm going to go over. Um, mm-hmm. I do think the Raptors are going to host a, a, a play in playoff game and let me let me say this as well i know a lot of people are complaining about the the the, the ticket prices for the raptors this season um and honestly some of it's deservedly so but i do think a play-in you know i I don't know if you call it a playoff game but the atmosphere i think in toronto if they do host Mm -hmm. a game like that is going to be like a playoff game and i could see them facing maybe a charlotte maybe an indiana in that game and i think it's you know the raptors in my opinion, are going to have a very good home record um, this year. I think their away record is going to be eh, not not as great. Vivek said earlier that this team was very young, and I don't think young teams do as well on the road. So I'm going to go over because I do think they're going to be in the playoffs. And 
we will see a first round playoff exit team in the Toronto Raptors. Let me put it to you this way, guys. If I was to put it at 84.5, so it counts in playing two playing games, either losing and then playing the next one to get in or winning the 9-10 the and then moving up and playing in the 7-8 game, uh, would you take the over or under with 84.5? Because that maybe is the better line here. Maybe I'm changing it on the fly. Vivek? <laughs> That's a tough one. Uh, I might go under. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Are, are we actually changing it right now? No, or? I won't change it. I, I, it's already been set in stone. It's fine. We've made our picks, but I, I'm now <laughs> regretting not setting it 84 and a half because it would have been a little bit more dramatic, I think, perhaps. Mm. Um, either way, we can continue on here because we're not changing it, and that's fine. We will get to the final of our questions here on our over, under, and props spectacular and it is season ending award winners for the raptors so combined between mvp rookie of the year defensive player of the year all defense all rookie all nba coach of the year how many awards will the raptors take home at the end of the season so hall you are up first what are you going here i've set the over under at two and a half Mm. okay let's throw mvp out of the uh, discussion really really quickly um, Scotty Barnes erasure, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw that out. Um, I'm extremely, extremely, extremely high on, on Scotty Barnes. Um, I'm rookie of the year high on him. Um, I should I also, sorry, think... note, MIP is also in this. It just there wasn't any room mm. on the thing for me to squeeze it in, I just realized. <laughs> yeah. Is executive yes. of the year on there, too? No, Ooh. that's a stupid award. It's dumb. <laughs> We're not counting executive of the year. Um. I'm rookie of the year high on Scotty Barnes, but I'm not projecting it for him, if that makes sense. So I won't be surprised sure. if he if he gets that award. Defensive player of the year, I think it's it's gonna be very tough for the Raptors. They almost have to have a top three defense, and then an, and then OG's gonna have to go absolutely like nuts in terms of uh, national recognition. Mm-hmm. Um and it's so hard to beat out guys like Rudy Gobert and, and such and such. All defense, I actually do think the Raptors get in finally this year. So that's one mm-hmm. all rookie. Scotty Gidson, I think that's two. All NBA, I don't think we have any. Coach of the year, I don't think we have any. MIP for me is the wild card. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who that's going to be. Um, I don't know who that's going to be. I don't have anything else to say, so I'm going to go under. I was trying to think of something or someone. <laughs> I'm going to go under. I was going one by one. No, I'm going to go under. Yeah, I was going under. I think I am going to take the over. I don't know how good I feel about it, but it's contrarian to Sahal, and that's good. Uh, I think, yeah, all defense, I think they'll get one. I think all rookie, they're going to get one. Mm-hmm. I would not be stunned if we saw like a third team All NBA level season from Pascal once he gets back. Like he's already been a second team All NBA player. Wouldn't be totally shocked. The forward position is kind of the one with the most room for wiggling, I suppose, um, with the way guys can kind of be a forward or a center and it kind of oscillates. I mean, I could totally see like another Nick Nurse coach of the year season happening too. If like, I know the voter fatigue and everything like that, but if they come out and win like 48 games and are playing this insane, everyone is six foot nine defense, maybe that's enough to sway things in Nick Nurse's favor again. I think there's another, and maybe even MIP for OG is it like, there's already like preseason buzz for him. And a lot of that is narrative. So the narrative is already kind of existing. I'm going to take the over. I think they, you know, it, it might just be two all defense guys as well. Maybe they get Fred and OG that could totally happen too. So I'm going to say over 
not feeling totally great, but I think it's fun if they go over. Vivek, where are you going with this one? Sticking with the fun, baby. I'm going over. I feel <laughs> confident that at least one of OG or Fred uh, makes the all-defensive team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel very confident that Scotty Barnes makes the all-rookie team. So that's two right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it is, just, it is just a question of getting one more. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take my chances that both Fred and OG, I mean, I, I guess that goes counter to, you know, the, you'd probably have the, need the Raptors to finish a lot higher uh, mm-hmm. defensively than I have them uh, to make it. Uh, but, yeah. but, yeah, like I said, I'm riding with the fun. So I'll take the over. Okay, I also wait, forgot Sean. to include six men I, here as well. I have a um, yeah. Okay, so that's what I was gonna say. So six men yeah. is another one. Are we? Yeah. Okay, so Vivek asked about executive of the year. Are we doing teammate of the year? Are we doing sportsmanship? No, award? it's the good. It's the one people <laughs> care on, about. Okay, come, come on. on, teammate of the year. This is like a participation <laughs> trophy award. No thanks. Say not the doing Raptors that. are going over uh, if they're getting teammate of the year. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, yeah. I forgot about six man. Maybe Chris Boucher gets in the conversation for that. I had Goran Dragic as like a long shot. Mm-hmm. Maybe you throw some money down on Dragic being six man. I'm not sure after the preseason if I totally buy that anymore. But, um, you know, Gary Trent Jr., if he comes off the bench, could be in that conversation too. Because boy, do people love points from sixth men and not much else. Either way, that is going to do it for the fifth annual Locked on Raptors over unders and props spectacular. We will check in at the halfway point of the season to see how things are going. And of course, we will recap it all at season's end to see. Who won the fifth edition of this grandest of Locked On Raptors traditions? Vivek Jacob, it was lovely having you on once again. Where can people check out your work? Anything you would like to plug? Uh, yeah, uh, you can find my work at raptors.com, Complex Canada, and CBC. And I have a piece coming out for raptors.com. Uh, and so it's about... You know, the Raptors kind of always wanting to be, or at least since the hiring of Nurse, like wanting to be like where the league is going. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think this roster is reflective of that. And uh, yeah, I think it's a, a piece that I had a lot of fun with. And I hope that people enjoy it too. Everyone go check it out. Sahal, anything you want to promote? Yeah, I'm going to, um, you can find me on Raptors Republic, just like the last few years for me. I'm going to be freelancing a bit more, more a bit more this season. I talked to Vivek about oh, it already, yeah. so it's going to be fun to sh- uh, you know show off my pub to my- show off my work on different publications. Also, today, ironically as well, is the, uh, the recording of our you know season preview for a podcast that I am a host on. It's called the Basketball Bullies Podcast, where we talk NBA and NBA Top Shot. So if you're an NBA Top Shot user, that's also um, a locked on Raptors fan, check that out. It's called the Basketball Bullies Podcast. Um, and the episode should be out this Wednesday, so it should be fun. Fantastic. Thanks so much, guys. It was lovely having you on. We'll check in again at the halfway point of the season to see how badly I'm beating you both. Uh, and that will do it for today. <laughs> you mathematically can't be beating me by a lot. <laughs> uh, we had a lot more disagreement in the second half. I, I think there's a, there's a chance here that I can pull ahead. Either way, uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. It was uh, lovely as always. Uh, we got to get the hell out of here. Vivek's got to make his way to practice. and We've held him way too long. So 
That'll do it. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Go listen to Locked on NBA as your second listen of the day as well. We'll talk to you again tomorrow with Alan Shane Lewis and Ann Pornell from the Great Canadian Baking Show as we get ready for the brand new season on opening day on Wednesday. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.